Hey, hon, you want to record dog with us? No. Okay, then. Welcome to Reshoot Amateurs in No Suits. Too many movies to explore. Ruthie and Ed laugh until the end. Let's see something never done before. Welcome to Reshoot, an amateur's guide to gooder film. I am a host. You are. I am. And me. Yes. I'm and our names. Our names. Yes. Ed. Ruthie. Hector's gone. He left us. Oh, they'll probably already know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Funny how time works. Yeah. Take two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun behind the scenes fact, lovely audience. We recorded this four nights ago. Four nights ago. And only have 16 minutes of recording that survived from Ed. Technical difficulties. Uh, Turns out er error messages are important. Yeah. Even if everything else is still looking fine, if you get an error message, probably pay attention to it and probably start over. Nah. <laughs> Just in case. It's fine. It's not like we have to do this all over again where we don't get the fun... Uh, discovery of each other's fixes because we literally just uh, talked to each other for like an hour. Yeah, it was like an hour and a half. An hour and a half. and <laughs> No, it was an hour and 15. We were pretty quick. Yeah. And then just, you know. Yeah. It's not there. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I love that this for us, honestly. And I think this is the first time it's just you and me. I think this is the first episode without Hector. Because I've been out and you've been out. Yes, this is the first episode where Hector... 99% Hector free. 99%. Cold open. Oh, yeah, cold open. Yes. <laughs> There's like that one guy out there who's like, finally! <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, today we're... Uh, talking about dog the 2022 hector and i keep going back and forth he says it technically here here's the when did it hit theaters let me check because that's that's when i uh date movies is because google all the resources i say i look at says that it came out in 2022 but hector keeps insisting that it's technically a 21 film what what, i mean the release date no February 18th, but he said that uh, reviews started coming in in 2021, and that's what he's counting. Yeah, but those are advanced screenings. We get, like, their screenings, like... It was originally scheduled for February 12th, 2021, pushed back to, to July due to the pandemic. Then it was pushed back here. Okay. So 2022. Yes. Because that's when it hit theaters. Yes. We don't count uh, film festivals or anything like that, because, like, Tarantino has, like, all his movies at the or other people have movies at festivals that eventually get a wider release after that but you know however it's weird it's weird when it's like only gonna be like a festival movie like uh uh plugging in uh chris stuckman his movie shelby oaks oh it's not gonna get like any kind of theater uh unless a24 picks it up from the film festivals or or uh bloomhouse Blumhouse the... would make a lot of sense. Yeah, because I think uh, one one of the the executive producer or the, the the biggest producer guy has worked with Blumhouse before. This movie's right now does not have any distribution deals yet. Also, if you want to support a filmmaker, uh, Chris Stuckman is asking for more support in monetary support. Because we can't he, just like rub his shoulders. Uh, no. Say what, that he's our little pog champ. Our pog champ? Yeah. Well, I I put in a bunch of money into this movie enough that I I'm getting like the Blu-ray, uh, for it and like a poster and other stuff and I'm getting I'm getting the script also. Oh. Which is amazing. Signed? No, just a PDF. <laughs> I I did not put in like a lot of money, but yeah, I put in money. To support because he was making a movie and I really liked his 
channel on YouTube and all that. Anyways, he ran out of VFX budget. And he needs more of that. So, uh, if you want, you can go to shelbyoaks.com or visit the Kickstarter page with Shelby Oaks in it. And uh, there's a way to uh, put in some more money to help with the VFX budget that he says he really needs to finish it, to make it to the uh, complete vision that he had in mind. They could still release it without the full VFX, but it's not going to be like what he 100% wanted. So, yeah. yeah. Also, it is it is the biggest Kickstarter horror movie ever made. He made the, I think the total was like a couple million. It's not too surprising. I mean, uh, Critical Role, I think they went off Kickstarter and they made, what was it, six million in six seconds? Jesus Christ almighty. Yeah, no, they went live, they announced it, and the site crashed, and you should have seen their reactions as, like, the the news came in. Because this was one of the fastest uh, budget hits ever. They were just going to do, like... A, a little a little movie like one thing and then they'd be done but then amazon picked it up oh for vox machina yes oh okay that's how we got the legends of vox uh yeah legend of vox machina okay yeah. okay okay yeah and that show's good <laughs> anyways enough about other movies and other things back to dog with dog. a starring <gasps> cutest dog in the world and also like what what's the name of the other guy Channing Tatum? Yeah, I, that might be it. Uh, yeah, yeah, Channing Tatum, kind of, I guess, but dog. The dogs. Dogs. There were three that played uh the Lulu. dog. Yeah. Lulu. I got spoiled in Lulu's name. Oh, well, you said in the previous recording <laughs> that you could see Lulu's name in like the title card kind of thing. Well, yeah, because the the opening yeah. sequence is like all of her paperwork over the yeah, years, and and the first one is like Lulu. Uh, Belgian Malinois, five months old. And the cutest puppy puppy picture I've ever seen in my entire life. I had to pause the movie to ah over it so much. The amount of times where uh, Hector and I had to be like, oh, baby. Throughout the... And when I say Hector and I, I mean, it was it was me. It was me every time. <laughs> it's, it's a cute, cute doggy. Uh, a lot of that. Please tell me we have the synopsis. Yes, we have half the synopsis. Half the synopsis. Do you want me to try and give the synopsis? Okay, so. Uh, Do you know where it ended? Where it stopped? You're looking at me and it's making it hard to remember. Okay, well. It might just be better to go again. Yeah, well, I guess we'll go again and like, whatever. So, dog. Movie. Starts I think off. we got to the bit with Gus. Gus? The, the weed LA? farm. The weed oh, farm. the weed farm. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So I'll just go to the weed farm as quickly as possible, which is... The movie starts off with uh, Briggs, Channing Tatum's character. He's a vet. Wants to get back... Veteran, not veteran. veterinarian. Yeah. A vet. Veteran. Was in, like, a, I guess, Desert Storm or maybe a little bit later than that. Uh, War on Terror. Yeah, War on Terror era. Yeah, kind of stuff. And he's a he's he's not there anymore. He got injured quite a bit. Uh, he has like issues with a, a traumatic brain injury, a TBI. Uh, he had this buddy called Miles R- Riley. Rod- Riley Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Why do I think Miles? Riley Rodriguez. Seen too much Spider Verse, my dude. Too much Spider. Although, is that really a bad thing? No. I mean, for that ending, yeah. True. <laughs> um, spoilers. Um, <laughs> not really, but either way, uh, he had this war buddy called Riley Rodriguez. Nailed it. First try. First try. Um, who had a little canine pup, uh, Lulu. Best girl. Best girl. Uh, that was a war dog, right? And, uh, uh, she she got injured also, and she also has like PTSD and stuff like that. And and Riley also has PTSD. Riley also has PTSD, and unfortunately, he passed. Uh, it is not explained immediately what happened, but he just 
You they see- they tell at the wake it's said that he was in a car accident and he hit a tree at a very high speed. Yeah. Later on, uh, one of the guys whose name I'm forgetting ponders whether or not it was an accident. Yeah. Which is uh unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. But also, if he was, if he really was doing three Percocets a day. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I, I don't know how intentional it would have been with the things that he was doing. But yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Segwaying off that. Yeah. Briggs uh, gets the news that Miles passed and he goes to a bar with Riley. his... Hmm? Riley! <laughs> passed. Sorry for everyone's sensitive ears. <laughs> that Riley passed, and he goes to a bar with his military buddies and his captain who uh, to celebrate that. And it was really cute because they had, like, little framed pictures of the guys. And in the frame, there was, like, a little thing to hold shot glasses. And they filled it up and put it on his picture, which I thought was really cute and sweet. In an alcoholic kind of way. Huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm functioning alcoholic. Thank you very much, Ruthie. <laughs> <laughs> wow i said it was gonna be short but it's not anyways uh they do that and i you find out that briggs's character tries to talk to his captain to get him clear to do some signing on some papers so he can go back under a military contract not actually like with the military with the u.s military right yeah like with a private military with group. a private military group but he can only do that if it's been confirmed that he doesn't have like any brain injuries which he does uh enough so that he has seizures uh, the grand male type the bad kind the Although bad kind the, the one with convulsions any, yeah i don't think there is a not bad seizure though i think they're all pretty like not great uh and uh captain says no to signing him uh, but he, they like make a deal, kind of. Yeah. That he that the captain will sign the papers if he takes Riley's dog Lulu to Riley's funeral in Arizona, and they're in like Washington. They're in Oregon. They're in Oregon. No, uh, no. I did. I did the compass. You did the comp. Yes. Yeah. Because they arrive in Portland yeah, from, from from the, the east. east, so they're probably like, you know. It'd be fair to say, since he was, like, chopping logs in a uh, snowy area, he probably lives near Mount Hood. Um, there's actually two military bases not too far from Umatella. Umatella? It's, there's some, like, wooded area out there, but it is pretty flat deserty. Mm, I don't know okay. if you've driven out there. I no, I've, I've at the farthest I've gone is Hood River. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, it's kind of more, like, shrubby mm. but there's two bases out that way i mean i guess he could have come from like and also Walla the, Walla. yeah and also like he he does come in from the east but you know that they probably just wanted the portland side they probably just wanted the portland yeah. side. there is a uh a huge military base that's uh south of seattle my i have a family member who was stationed there one time probably yeah they're maybe there in the, in the olympia yeah olympia ish yeah olympia mountains or olympic mountains i think it's Olympic Mountains. That's what they're called. Yes, the Olympic Mountains just I south don't know of Seattle. The, I, I know where you're talking about. I yeah. don't remember the exact name because I was nine. I just remember that we drove past and we went straight to Seattle and we forgot to pick them up. <laughs> really? Oh, that's, I can tell you the story after. It's hilarious. That's hilarious. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we were waiting for his text, but we didn't see it. <laughs> well, Anyways. Yeah, they make a deal that is to transport Lulu to uh, Riley's funeral down in Arizona, and they're somewhere in eastern Oregon, southeastern, south or they're eastern on the West Washington. Coast. They're on the west coast, but not near a major city. Seems like yeah, because they went to like a dive bar on like the side of a highway. Yeah, which is totally a Washington thing. Totally a Washington thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. They go to or Briggs goes to where they're holding Lulu mm-hmm. and. The, uh, the captain gives a rundown that she is suffering from PTSD. She's very aggressive, bites everybody, kind of refuses stuff. Refuses to go on a plane. Refuses to go on a plane. That's why he has to drive her all the way down. And uh, she don't touch her on the ears. Oh, and she can only wear the muzzle for two hours a day. Because otherwise she'll, she'll overheat. She'll overheat, yeah. Because uh, dogs don't have a very good 
efficient cooling system, like sweating, like humans. So he picks up Lulu, puts her in the back of the truck, and starts driving with her. Uh, he eventually... Uh, he, he stops somewhere... The first place he stops is the gun range. Then the he gun range. And then he kinda... Yeah, where like the sound is weird for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in that in that time period, Lulu breaks out. Yeah, he took the muzzle off, and Lulu breaks the cage that she was in and starts ripping his truck to shreds. She uh, did a great job. What? She did a great job. Great job ripping that apart. She's an interior decorator. Yeah, honestly. definitely. Yeah, Def- yeah. I I let her just rampage through my room. <laughs> see see what crazy uh what's the word uh avant-garde decisions she made <laughs> uh yeah rips and park the car and then they go drive to portland hometown representation woo we got portland oregon sign yeah uh if you haven't seen the portland oregon sign uh the reason i keep saying that it must be from east washington is because the sign is just over the river on the west side pointing towards the eastern half of the city and uh, it's mostly visible from the one bridge. So there's a good chance they just did it for yeah. the shot. Because yeah. it is a very iconic shot that everyone tries to get. At the same time, yeah, I did try and look yeah. up where... Or he could have actually come closer from the coast, like, in the little nooky thing from Oregon. Oh, like Astoria? Yeah. yeah, like Astoria. But then why would that... he be on the east side coming in from the... Oh, I thought... I, I, I miss... Never mind, I misunderstood. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he goes to Portland, and uh, in the first episode, I said good representation, but it's a very exaggerated representation it's of what Flandre, Portlandians Flandre. are like. Yeah. Yeah. He tries to uh, pick up a girl. Several girls. Several girls. He says some really stupid stuff, or weird stuff, because he's not used to the culture here, which is very... Well, and I noticed he started, he started doing... Okay, I haven't seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've watched my husband watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> but uh, there was an episode in, I think it was last season, where Dennis was trying to pick up younger girls. And so they'd say something, and he'd just pair it with the last one said to the new girl. And that's exactly uh, what uh, Bruce uh, was doing. Yeah. <laughs> he just kept getting more and more, like, parroting what the other girls were saying to... Yeah. Yeah. To, 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 to like, try and impress them. Try yeah. and impress and hopefully better luck on the next girl yeah eventually he meets these like two girls that were like really strange uh they're like spiritual tantric like sex therapists and like i've i've listened to an episode of sawbones in my day technically like tantric is a thing sex stuff weird weird yeah yeah it could technically it's like woo woo chakra stuff yeah that kind of stuff like with like energy and vibe and all that yeah he gets to like kind of first base before Lulu's barking is incessant and he goes out to check out and there's this dude with a rock that's setting trying to set Lulu free. Very Portland. Honestly, very Portland, yeah. yeah very it, the least Portland thing about that was that he didn't immediately pick up the rock and break the window. Yeah. He was like winding up and stuff and and he didn't like and he also stopped to talk to to Briggs now. Portland was just been like, fuck that shit. Where's my traffic <laughs> throw, cone? Throw the rock. Yeah, traffic cones. <laughs> yeah, uh, he does break the window, and then Lulu attacks the guy that freed him. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? A PTSD war dog. You throw a rock at them. Loud noise. Who would have thunk? Make it make sense. Yeah. Uh, even, uh, but eventually, like, Briggs was able to get Lulu, put her in the truck, drive off, uh, and uh, Lulu behaves a little bit for a second, mm-hmm. and uh, eventually they're driving down, and she jumps out of the truck, runs into the woods, uh, Briggs goes chasing after her, he gets uh, knocked out by some dude, gets tied up, <laughs> certainly it's a horror movie, where there's a whole bunch of like weed plants all around him. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, there's a pig farmer. Oh, there's like pigs yeah, around. Pigs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's, and uh, he, uh, the guy that tied him up, like, makes it seem with what he said that he killed Lulu and fed him to the pigs. Uh, the dog does not die in this movie. <laughs> so. Oh, uh, one more detail. Briggs has been told by the captain 
back when they were at the base. Uh, Lulu, after the funeral, he's going to take her to White, oh. Beat, White Sand Beat Base, and they're going to put her down because she is very dangerous. Yeah, very dangerous dog. She has Poor a habit doggy. of ripping people's faces off. Yeah, and uh, eventually breaks his breaks his binds uh, with a wa- shoelace. With a shoelace, which is crazy. Zip tie, like apparently friction is he, enough. Yeah, and uh, he goes over to the house and he confronts the two with like I think he has a he grabbed a, sl- a like a wood chopping axe. Yeah, like an axe, and it turns out that Lulu was just hurt, and uh, the, the husband of the. Or the wife of the husband that knocked him out was able to calm Lulu down. And he she was touching her, and Lulu was totally cool with it, which is uh, shocking for for uh, Briggs. Uh, eventually, she does a Ken Portland Oregon stuff. She does some weird like mind reading on Lulu. Tells Briggs what Lulu's thinking, something about a bed and. Yeah, it starts out with, like, I think she was your daughter in ancient Egypt. Oh, yeah. And then it morphs into, uh, she wants a nice bed, because she's, she, all her life has been hard, so she wants a soft bed, and she wants to eat Indian food. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she wants to eat Indian food. Um, so that happens, uh, Lulu was, had, like, a little splinter on her pop hat or something, and they... Baby. Fixer baby. Uh, and then he takes Lulu again, and they go driving off again uh, down to L.A., I think. San, San Fran. San Fran is the next stop. Yeah. Uh, San Fran, then L.A., then from L.A. Yeah, to Arizona, basically. Yeah. So they go to San Fran. Uh, this is not where he impersonates a blind person. This is where he impersonates, he impersonates a blind person. To get into a fancy hotel to get, to get Lulu into a fancy hotel bed. to get Lulu's soft bed. He also buys Lulu some Indian food and Lulu refuses to eat it. Because <laughs> he was immediately going to leave and she, yeah. he was going to eat the steak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, some hijinks happen happens when he's leaving. Uh, Lulu gets like triggered by some uh, guy wearing uh, very traditional Middle Eastern clothes. Mm-hmm. And Lulu goes off chasing after this guy. Luckily, Lulu was wearing her muzzle, so she did not yeah. rip this part of rip this guy apart. She didn't do her uh, signature face ripping move. Yeah, but Channing gets uh, arrested for hate crime or something along those lines. Yeah, they thought he sick Lulu on this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Burr shows up. He's an asshole, like always. Yeah. Uh, Hector, in the last recording, he starts it off with, like, uh, he mentioned, like, he was really confused about Bill Burr, and then Bill Burr dropped the slur, and we were like, oh! Oh, that's why he's there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Eventually, he, like, appeases some interview dude interrogation. They do like... the, the lineup thing, where yeah. the five people stand in the line, and they turn, and he's like, guys, come on, this was a, my dog attacked her. It was me. Surprise! Surprise! But uh, it's implied that the lawyer was, uh, he's like specializes in assault cases against Middle Eastern Muslim people. Uh, but he realized that Briggs was sincere, like this was not supposed to happen. Not his intention. Lulu just kind of was a little out of control in that moment. Yeah. Nobody got hurt. Uh, that happens. He then uh, was able to get let free. He goes to LA. Also, he bought a unicorn stuffy at some point. Yes. And he uh, Lulu tried to rip it apart. He's like, "No, that's not for you." And then we find out that uh, he's he find he goes to LA to meet his ex-wife and his daughter. Uh, he walks into the apartment, and then immediately walks back out with the stuffy still in hand mm-hmm. and gives it to Lulu, which was kind of sad to see. Briggs eventually is like, "Oh wait, your brother? You never told me I have a brother, Lulu." So they go up to meet. Uh, Lulu's brother, Nuke. Who was adopted by... I'm by uh, some other ex-veteran dude. The cast listing in here is... Either the cast listing wasn't that great, or the script wasn't great at naming people. No, but she wouldn't just be wealthy wife. <laughs> I'm just trying to find the name of the psychic wife. Gus, her husband, is on here, but... Yeah, he, he meets this other veteran that adopted uh, Lulu's brother, Nuke. Mm-hmm. In LA. Oh, yeah. Side tangent, his stuff gets stolen to get it back using Lulu and Nuke's seek or search or look for 
stuff getting the scent. Uh, it was it wasn't in Briggs's stuff. It was uh, Riley Rodriguez's uh, stuff in his backpack. His bag yeah. and uh, don't forget Briggs's anti migraine meds or uh, his anti yeah meds. the 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 meds that he was taking. So he doesn't get the meds back, but he gets Riley's backpack back with all the stuff because they need he needed to get that to his Riley's parents. Anyways, uh, he gets like a weird moment, weird bonding moment with Lulu, and he gets like uh, some oh, more understanding as well. And Lulu's been a kind of oh yeah, Lulu was really hard to deal with, and then they met the psychic lady, and then it was like a lot easier after that. Yeah, the only incident really after the psychic lady Lulu, is San Fran. Yeah, San Fran. And LA happens, and then he drives off to get to Arizona. His car breaks down out of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they like stay in this little barn and they watch Grey's Anatomy because Lulu loved watching Grey's Anatomy. And then uh, they're walking all the way down to get a hitchhike and then walking to the funeral. Lulu gives up on walking. Briggs picks her up and takes her to the funeral. And it was really cute and sad. And how Lulu goes off and like lays down, resting her little head on uh, Riley's boots under his picture there. And, Which is pretty realistic. I've heard stories of like, yeah. dogs being able to identify, like, my person's not here anymore. Here's what's left of them. Yeah. Like, um, the story of Hachi. Hachi? In Japan, there was a story of a man who, every day, he and his dog would walk to the train station to for him to go to work. And then one day, he had a heart attack at work and died. So every day, Hachi would go to and from this train station to wait for him. <laughs> And then there's other stories of, like, dogs going to a graveyard, not knowing where their person was buried, but immediately finding the grave. <laughs> Reminds me of a Futurama in the dog episode. Oh, yeah. That, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting for him to come back from delivering the pizza. <laughs> Live to the ripe old age of 14 or something like that. Or 20. He lived a long time after Fry. Anyways, uh... Yeah, Lulu lays down, super sad. Does not bite anybody's faces. Does not bite anybody's faces. And again, freaking uh, Riley's mom was able to pet her and touch her ears. Mm -hmm. And she didn't go haywire because her ears were triggered for some reason. I Um, mean, if if you think about it logically, if her job was to tear people's faces apart, you're probably going to grab at whatever to get that to stop. And she got big ears. Yeah, she got big ears. Oh yeah, and Lulu was shot. Yes. At the war, and she she got better, but yeah, that's probably adds to the PTSD. Yeah. And after after Briggs does that, uh, he basically drives Lulu back to uh, Sands or whatever, where she's supposed to be euthanized. Mm-hmm. He gets the car fixed. Then he tries to get oh, yeah. her to run off into the desert. Oh yeah, go on, get. He, he tries. To, he does this lassie thing basically, but it's the freaking desert. Maybe somewhere else, but Lulu refuses to leave. So he takes her to the the base. They grab her. She starts freaking out. He's driving away, and he's like, no, you know what? No. So he goes over and grabs Lulu and drives off with her. And then it very quickly ends with him writing onto this, like, little book that Riley had about, like, you know, it's, like, her file and stuff. And, like... It, uh, they refer to it as the i love you book yeah yeah and riley uh before he before he passed he was writing like poems and stuff to lulu to kind of help with his injuries because i think he also had a tbi uh and it ends with him writing on the in the book also about lulu and how he was able to adopt her and how he's doing better and how he did not end up going out with the military group because he had decided to stay with Lulu instead. Mm-hmm. And he seems to be back in or living in LA now, going to this meet group with the guy that adopted Nuke and then Noah. That is Noah. No. I, I got him mixed up with the yeah. guy, the guy who claims he was the homeless guy who it claimed he was a vet, yeah. Yeah. Which in all likelihood he probably was a vet. Could have been a vet, yeah. Yeah, he's doing this group thing with Noah and then uh a movie basically ends with him going to his ex-wife and he's allowed to like meet and be with his daughter and the movie ends there. Yeah. Yeah. And this dog 2022. How long did we take on the synopsis? I'm curious. Uh, it was like 20 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I I did a lot more detail because I remembered a lot more of the movie after doing this once already. (sighs) Triggered. Yeah. Also, we we ramble a lot. We do ramble a lot. We're Hector's all... the 
pick up the pace guy. Yes. Anyways, I am the episode Sar or Cesar. What we agreed upon last episode, we were going to stop calling it Tsar and call it episode Cesar. Cesar. So, and just like last time, Ruthie, go ahead. Dab. <laughs> I'm bringing dab back. I, I dab unironically now. Yeah, it's me too. insane. Yeah. But I do weird shit, like, yeah. <laughs> Don't look at the light. <laughs> yeah. So, you may ask, what did I like about this movie? All three dogs who played Lulu, they did fantastic. And the people too, I guess. (laughs) Paled in comparison to Lulu. Paled in comparison to all these three dogs who were extremely well trained. Mm -hmm. Uh, I enjoyed the Portland shout out. uh, And I had a lot of fun trying to figure out where the military base was. I did the math lady face. I'm like, wait, where where could it be? Because apparently there's like 11 bases in Oregon. It wouldn't have been... Most of them are on the south half of Oregon because mm. it's more remote uh, wouldn't have been any of those because he had to travel to Portland it just mm. wouldn't make sense but yeah I had a fun time with that it's weird because I dislike it but this is a like the scene with Lulu attacking the guy in the hotel had me very uncomfortable mm. but I wouldn't change a thing and it makes perfect sense yeah they did a good they did a good job with eliciting this really uncomfortable emotion. Every time Gus and Briggs, Gus is the guy who zip-tied him at the pig farm with the weed. Gus and Briggs, every interaction with them was super funny. Because, like, the first, uh, the psychic lady sends them off to, like, go have some guy bonding time. And Briggs zip-ties him to show him how he broke out. Yeah. (laughs) Like, at first you're thinking, like, ah, man, Briggs is just being a hard-ass. But no, he's just having fun. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they also smoke some weed? Because they have, like... 20 plus weed plants. I think it's implied that Gus also used to serve and that he has PTSD and that mm. he copes with, with weed. With weed. Yeah. And my last, like, not necessarily about the movie, but um, after this film came came out, uh, Biden... Well, okay. This was at uh, around the time that this movie came out, actually. Brand, uh, Biden signed the Brandon Act, which is supposed to give sol- current soldiers and veterans easier access to mental health care resources. I think that's neat. Yes. My dislikes. There are a couple dog details that felt skimped out or, or like weird choices that the movie made. I know that they had profession, like not just dog handlers, but military dog handlers on site. So I'm curious why they didn't do some of these. Maybe I'm in the wrong, but maybe Lulu's actors were just too well-trained and they didn't want to change their vibe. I don't know. For example, military police dogs, often they won't be taught command words in English on the off chance that, again, when your face is getting ripped off, asking the do- using the command words to get the dog to stop. Very rational move. So what uh, a lot of police officers, at least in the States, will do They'll train their and their dogs usually in German, because Spanish is a pretty common language. But yeah. German is a lot less common. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout the movie, Briggs is trying to feed Lulu by p- pinching the f- the food between his uh, pointer finger and thumb, despite knowing that she has a powerful bite and a tendency to bite. <laughs> and if you know a dog is bitey, or if you are unfamiliar with the dog, don't do that. You put the food in the palm of your hand or, like, on the tip of your fingers, and then you hold it out like a horse girl. Also, it's, like, a trust thing. They don't want to... If a dog or if an animal doesn't fully trust you, they don't, they're not going to grab the food out of your hand. Yeah. They, they and also, like, if, make you, if your hand is closed, they don't know if you have anything in your hand. Yeah. Dogs especially understand that we humans can have tools. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, my cat, like, if I try and hold a treat out to him like this, he's not... He's going to be a lot less likely to grab it. So I have to hold it out like this. Mm. And I'm making the hand motions as I'm saying this and that. They had a, the leash attached to her collar throughout the movie. And I felt like, I felt frustrated every time they did that. Because, uh, one, she's a big dog. Two, difficult to handle. Because she pulls a lot. And uh, number three, uh, she's a dog with uh, injuries. And a leash on her neck is going to pull on that sweet baby neck. It's not going to help with her anxiety because not being able to breathe. Yeah. 
And throughout the movie, Briggs will put the vest on her and the vet, this little like army camo vest. It's very cute, but it's got a little leash thingy that you can just attach there, but he'll put the vest on the dog and then put the leash on the collar. Yeah. <laughs> Drove me crazy. Um, Portland was, uh, Portland felt weird to me. It felt very flanderized. I don't think we're that obnoxious. And I say that as somebody who kind of runs in those, like, A-cab, kind of yeah. anti-war type circles. I did have an interaction with somebody who's from Montana, uh-huh. who moved here, and he was, at least he was very weirded out by people here. And he, he doesn't, I, he didn't interact with anybody, but I would think that he would have kind of the same Briggs, uh, kind of like, attitude to people like that. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. No, in the last recording I was talking about, I have a coworker who's like in his 80s and he just moved to Portland last year. And uh, his experience has kind of, he made it seem a lot more like this version where like, yeah, people are weird. He came at a bad time though. <laughs> the guy, yeah, the guy throwing the rock at the window was probably the uh, close, most accurate thing, but it's a... He probably would have just done it way sooner. Next dislike. Ed and I were talking... Okay. We went to go see Asteroid City together this last Sunday. We got on a conversation. And then later in our group chat, we were talking about agency. You remember? Yes. So uh, while we were talking, I kind of came up with my own definition about agency when it comes to stories. So there's your traditional agency. The ability for a character to choose something. Like... If a character is being forced to do something, they lack the agency in making the decision, right? Yes. There's also agency within a character. Well, in a way, when you think about it, all characters eventually have to do something to make a story happen, right? Like plot. There is a lack of agency in that. However, a good storyteller will give, make it seem like a character has agency. Without, like, kind of shoehorning them into this situation. And I say all that preamble to say there were a lot of opportunities where it kind of just felt like... What was an example? A few twists and turns during the story that made it seem like the character lacked that second definition of agency. Oh, like Briggs, for some reason he chose to go to the bar... It just felt like a weird decision to me that kind of came out of nowhere. Because that's how we get the sexy therapy ladies and the guy breaking the car window. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There were some other... You you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I remember, but the recording is in the ether, so... Yeah. (laughs) It's gone forever. What I'm trying to... Yeah, what I'm trying to say is basically... I don't know. It, there were times where the plot happened because the plot needed to happen, not because the characters did plot. My next dislike. The conversation between Bill Burr's cop and Briggs went on just a little bit too long before Briggs pulled the or Burr pulled the cop rug out from under Briggs. Too many B names. But yeah, they have like a 15, like a five minute on screen conversation or like yeah, a, it a was, long one. It was a decent, yeah, it felt really long. And it felt like they could have just like Made it a little bit shorter. And the, my last little side note before I get into my fixes. If a dog, veteran or no, attacked even one person, there's no way in hell that they'd let the dog out. A dog that can attack unprovoked like that would either be euthanized or uh, be under very strict house arrest. Yeah. That's my last little note. Fun police. Over. I swear. <laughs> fixes. More info on dog care. You don't have to do an exposition dump. Uh, just have Captain Briggs walk to Lu- as he's walking to Lulu's kennel. Tell him to use the harness. Don't just use the collar. Uh, Lulu's command words are exclusively in Spanish, etc., etc. Uh, Briggs he tries to feed Lulu a treat as soon as he enters the kennel, but she tries to buy it. He freaks out. Captain tells him to calm his tits or whatever. For the rest of the movie, Lulu won't eat out of his hand. She's freaked out and doesn't want him to yell at her again. Reasonable. Everyone who does feed Lulu gives it her the food the correct way. 
Nuke's dad, Noah, can reprimand Bru uh, Briggs for not using the harness versus just the collar. There's even a spot right there. I would change the Portland scene. Instead of him for looking for a drink and getting laid, Briggs is dr just driving through town. He's just trying to get through it. He doesn't like being in Portland. It's fucking weird. But he gets... Same. <laughs> but he gets stuck in port in Portland traffic. But it's not just usual horrible late night Portland traffic. There's a protest going on because Portlanders we love our protests. Um, Briggs gets out of the car. Ironically, this protest is about the conditions of veterans face when they return to the states with little to no safety nets. You can have a shout out to a. I don't know if it's just a local food nonprofit, and it might be all across the country, but I know here there is a uh, nonprofit called Food Not Bombs. You can have them in the background shout out. Briggs tries to convince them that, hey, he's a vet, he's just fine. The only thing currently inconveniencing him is the fact that there's 20 million people out on the fucking street and he <laughs> needs to go. But they won't hear it. He goes to the convenience store to grab some quick grub, some dinner, see if he can get down a side street or something. As he's coming out of whatever, 7-Eleven, some shit, he starts, they start shooting off fireworks. And the loudness, the noise yeah. and the lights start to trigger his symptoms. I don't know if he has to. I wouldn't necessarily give him a seizure. Just like. No, just like, yeah, loud noise. Yeah. Big thing, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Lulu, who is set off by being alone, loud noises and fireworks and bright. Bright lights. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she starts to get upset and kind of the same thing where the guy sees the dog in the car freaking out. Hey, there's a traffic cone. A <laughs> traffic cone. Yeah, a traffic cone, not a rock. Yeah. Traffic cone. This is a protest in Portland. There's going to be a traffic cone. Yeah. <laughs> if only for the memes. And uh, Briggs steps back to reality as soon as the car window is smashed. He tackles Lulu before the guy gets attacked. So, uh... Uh, Lulu's goose doesn't get cooked. Guy tries to apologize because he didn't know Briggs was so close or that she was aggressive. Briggs yells at him and then they, he gets in the car and he manages to get onto a side street and get out. Um, same line. Oh, in the same vein, I'd also shift the San Francisco incident just a little bit. Uh, I would have... Uh, Briggs tackle the guy like just somehow he manages to get to the guy first before Lulu shenanigans can happen there I don't know dogs are very fast but have him tackle the guy before Lulu and for so somehow he's able to like catch her instead yeah like I remember this yeah, yeah. protecting her again from probably yeah. getting getting you know uh, bonus points if he remembers that all her commands are in Spanish and he says like calmate or dejalo she immediately just stops, like, yep, I did my job. I'm good. Cool. <laughs> Steak, please. Bring the samosas. And then that can kind of cue a little bit more onto that. Was that a hate crime? He did, it, like, tackle the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that seems a little bit more reasonable to, like, other witnesses can be like, well, the dog was going after him, but he got in the way of the yeah. dog. Yeah. And then, it, yeah, that can even muddy the honors well, yeah. more. Because it's like, well, if he's sticking the dog on him, why did he tackle, have to, yeah, to tackle yeah. the guy? Vice versa. And, yeah. That's mine. I can read off Hector's fixes. Uh, Hector said, have one more stop between uh, San Francisco and the weed farm. Just one more. Mm -hmm. So, to make it a little bit more gradual. We can stop it in and out. Yeah. <laughs> in Redmonton or... Yeah. Like, yeah. maybe the car has some car issues yeah. and he's trying to fix it. Oh, yeah, that also brings back, like, how the car was fine and then it broke down for some reason in Arizona. It did get beat up, but, yeah, I, I don't know. When I'm going on a long car trip, I'm not a car person. I'll take my car to the mechanic before I, I don't know, maybe that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's my fixes. That's Hector's fixes. All right. Now my turn. What I liked about the movie uh, was, if I remember correctly, the dog, Z, very well trained with Lulu and all that. Uh, it was a. Uh, I, I liked the, I liked the banter between Briggs and Lulu, and yeah, like it it was 
It was one of those movies that, like, you know, it's fine. It's not, there's nothing really super big that I liked, really, but it, it wasn't boring. Kind of a milk toast movie? Yeah, it wasn't boring, but it was it was fine. It was like the new indie movie. Yeah. Damn. Uh, but yeah, this this had some humor and it had some pretty good drama as well. Um, uh, not not very tear jerky, at least for me. It wasn't super super sad. Uh, what I and again dislikes is also a very short list, but dislikes was number one, how quickly the relationship between Briggs and Lulu was like fixed it was just like the weed farm and then a lot better after that for yeah. some dumb reason i i feel like it should have been more gradual and it should have been uh i think i think uh meeting nuke should have been one of the major tor- turning points for it would you have meeting nuke happen a little earlier then like almost no I- him out for the weed farm no i like i like how in the weed farm there's some progress some progress in San Fran, and then final progress for making it good. Okay. With Nuke in LA, and yeah, maybe with Hector's idea, add another stop that there's also a little bit more progress going on with that. Yeah. It was just way too quick, in my opinion, how it was fixed, and and if, if, especially with a dog suffering PTSD, I think it would take a little bit longer to for the dog to be comfortable with yeah, you. Look, look at this. They took a perfectly good dog and gave it PTSD. Yeah. Come on, baby. Everything else was pretty okay. And then my uh, pacing was off also. It felt very, very long, even though it was only like an hour 40 something. Yeah. Yeah, it felt longer than Dune, which was I, two hours and 30 minutes. I think the issue with the horrible pacing in this is that it's start and stop. Yeah, stop and go kind of stuff. Yeah, because like the only time that plot happens while the car is going is. When um, Lulu jumps out of the car to get to the weed farm. Yeah. Uh, maybe Yeah, maybe more stuff happening, more plot stuff happens while they're driving and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time when they're driving, there's some just like banter. Yeah. Kind of, well, it's, it's banter, but it's just like... Quipping. Quipping, but it's only on Briggs' side. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Lulu's got some expressions. Yeah, she does. But uh, yeah, uh, the pacing was off. Uh, I would, yeah, just add some more plot stuff maybe on the road. Maybe an extra stop so it doesn't feel so stop and go or two. You know, I thought that they were going to give Lulu edibles. There are, like, you can give dogs CBD. I was kind of waiting for the, and then the dog got high mischief. Well, he did give the dog some. I know, I was waiting for the shoe to drop. Yeah, but he, he gave some dro- the dog some pills. He gave Lulu Benadryl, some pills. Benadryl, yeah. Yeah, Benadryl. And Lulu was like, woo. <laughs> Um, and then my biggest gripe with the movie was how the ending was so, like, fast. This is like, he pick he regrets, or, like, takes Lulu back from where they were going to euthanize her, and then it's just, like, a five-minute montage of the movie ending, which I feel like they should have added, like, with, with the other fixes of pacing being better. They could have added, like, another 20 minutes to this about, like, kind of a a little bit longer, just, like, but still quick-ish way of showing how it is a hassle to adopt Lulu because it was a hassle to adopt Nuke because he suffered from the same issues as well. Uh, uh, Noah said that it took him, like, six months or something like that. Mm -hmm. So maybe just, like, some quick clips of, like, him, like, advocating for Lulu and then them bringing up evidence of why Lulu should be euthanized and all that. And I was like, oh, she's so much better now. You know what would be, me, would be interesting? What if he hired a lawyer to help him get the paperwork? Mm-hmm. It, it's the dude from the lineup. Oh, oh, that'd be awesome, actually. Yeah, that'd be super cool. The, the guy from the lineup was like, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. I, I've seen the dog after it attacked my client. She seems fine now. Yeah, she seems fine now. Yeah. What the dog And then, yeah, the, the, what they could do is, like, they could also bring the client back and Lulu doesn't attack him. Just Lulu goes up and starts licking and sniffing. She might growl because yeah. it's hard to... Yeah, un- hard to hard to deprogram, but she might growl and then, like, once the dude holds out some food, like how you said, open palm, she'll just be like, whoa. 
and eat, eat it and then start licking and sniffing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With that beautiful little snoot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just wish there would have been a little bit more to the end there. Uh, but I still liked how that ended with him writing on the I love you book kind of thing. And yeah, my, that's that's it, basically. Like, there's really not a whole bunch to make it much, much better. It's still a pretty decent movie for the most part. Uh, other than rewriting the whole movie as a completely different movie. If you could rewrite it as a completely different movie, but you had to keep, like, the the broad, oh like... Oh, my gosh. They were... Don't put vet- me on the spot like this. I can't think like that. Okay. Well, but, I was just... I just had the, the thought pop into my mind. Yeah. Like, Taken, but Channing Tatum and Lulu. <laughs> Channing Tatum and Lulu. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It could be, it could be like, maybe... Uh, uh, I think a really good way of doing that would be that Lulu was separated from Riley because Riley had some mental breakdown kind of stuff and was admitted into uh, uh, some program. A facility. A facility for some time. And then uh, he has... uh, Briggs is taking her to... To meet Riley after he gets discharged or right before he gets discharged. Yeah. That'd be really sweet. Yeah. Then it's not... That'd be tear jerky, I think. Yeah. Because, like, it, I would say, like, maybe Riley hasn't seen Lulu for, like, maybe a year even. Because when he gets back, like, they took her because she was aggressive. And then he has an issue, gets admitted to a facility. And then right when he gets released, the first thing he sees is Lulu. Mm-hmm. That'd be so tear-jerky. <laughs> Bonus points if the captain is in on it and the army wasn't technically allowing Lulu to go. And it may have been hush-hush. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> that's, a lot of fun. I'd yeah. watch that. But anyways, great. 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 We already, I already know your grade. Yeah. I'll say your grade, you say mine. Shit. B minus. C? No, B minus. Uh, oh, no, also, it was, we yeah. were both B minus. No, Hector was the C plus. <laughs> yeah, Hector said C plus and B minus. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, B minus, it's still good. I would definitely recommend it if you're like dog movies and stuff like that. Um. Yeah. Nothing super special. Uh, I will also say, uh, from my experience, very almost accurate to how soldiers interact in real life, with one exception. This is a PG-13 movie. They didn't swear near Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a thing. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, Dog. Yeah. Uh, pretty short episode, because Hector's gone, because... And we had to redo the episode. Uh, yeah, so... We already kind of knew some stuff, so we might have glossed over some stuff that we already... Anyways, uh, media. Yeah. What did you talk about last time? I think I talked about... Did I just talk about Tears of the Kingdom? About what? I think I just talked about Tears of the Kingdom, but... Oh, yeah, that it's your turn now, because Hector finished. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm really close to beating it. I kind of just need to get there. Fuck Lionels. <laughs> uh... <laughs> On Sunday, we watched Asteroid City. Hector Correct. thought it was okay. I, I enjoyed it. I don't think it's my favorite Wes Anderson. No. But it Grand, is- Grand Budapest is still his best. This one is still pretty good. I liked it better than Isle of Dogs. I still need to see Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. I love dogs. I love dogs. Yes. Uh, Yeah, we watched Asteroid City. I liked it. It's pretty good. It was confusing. I'm probably going to watch it again. Uh, it tells the story kind of like Pulp Fiction-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, but only two tangent storylines, kind of. Well, yeah. Um, Edward, Edward Norton's character is a like screenwriter or playwright. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the black and white. And it, it's kind of hard to describe without spoiling the movie. I wouldn't necessarily call it like Pulp Fiction. No, well, I'm, a- saying, I'm saying Pulp Fiction because it's... it's it okay because Pulp Fiction is like very like out of like for me it's almost Princess Bride I would equate it similar to Princess Bride. Tell me, yes, you've seen Princess Bride. okay, yes, I, I I rewatched Princess Bride like I'm not even kidding you a week ago. Okay, because I was about yeah. to like strap you to the couch and force you to watch Princess no, Bride. I've seen Princess Bride three three or four times now. So only three or four. Yeah, rookie numbers. Rookie numbers. Yeah, um, yeah, kind of like Princess Bride where there's a story outside of the story. But the uh, story, that, that story is very yeah, tied into. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love I love uh, Jeff Goldblum's like one scene in the movie. 
I'm playing my character as if it's a metaphor. Metaphor for what? Metaphor. And Hector. What did I say? Yes. You didn't say anything. Oh, yes, I, I mean, I mean, yes. I said yes in my head. <laughs> yeah, I said yes. <laughs> Oh, God. And Hector wanted me to let you, lovely audience, know Final Fantasy 16 is so good. The game is so pretty. The story is so well done and a mature story so far without being too edgy. Gameplay is a lot of fun. It's a little basic right now as I'm still in the early stages. If you could afford a new PS5 game, I would recommend this. Also, shout out to my amazing wife, Ruthie, for surprising me with it for my birthday. Yes. Another really good Final Fantasy game is Final Fantasy Eight. <laughs> I bet all you were gonna think seven or seven remake. No. Seven remake's good. Seven's good also well, but eight. Final Fantasy Eight, probably my favorite video game of all time. Damn. Hard to believe. Yes, I know. It has some of the best character writing in the series. Every uh, I think the big one of the biggest things with seven is that there were so many characters and not all the characters got good development. Oh, like the Hobbit? Kind of. I think I haven't really I've I've played Final Fantasy 8 a lot and Final Fantasy 7 like once. So, we'll see. Uh we'll see how wrong I am. Um but 8 uh, has a much more mature storyline as well. Uh better written characters with plenty of character development around throughout all of the game and like where the characters actually change and near the end. Like they have more permanent growth. Than- yes, they have more permanent growth. I think Cloud is the only one that has real permanent growth, but it's like it's like this, uh, this weird thing where he he he's playing out being Zack. And then at the end he's like, No, I'm gonna be Cloud, kind of thing. But I do I do like Final Fantasy VII's villain more than Final Fantasy VIII's villain. Because in seven, Sephiroth is more attached and connected to the main characters of the story and it's like kind of like a lifelong thing while in eight it's just kind of like mustache mustache yeah Mm well it's it's not mustache twirly but it's just like a villain that comes kind of out of nowhere and it's also like a villain that comes out of events that happen so clouds in seven and eight no 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 no, no. seven seven only cloud sorry uh Final Fantasy Seven is an- or Final Fantasy stories are anthological. Yes, that's yeah. why I was confused. So yes. he's not an eight. He's not an eight. In seven, he does have character development, but he's like playing out Zach. It's kind of weird. Okay, his friend Zach that died, and then eventually goes back to being Cloud. I do like Seven's villain. Sephiroth is much much cooler than Ultimisha and Adia and Adel and those people. But yeah, it's like Final Fantasy. Its big issue is just with the main villain BBEG. Where it's like these villains that came out from events that happened before the game mm. that you you only really get through exposition, uh, like these uh, they're, they're like sorceresses, so it's like the sorceresses war that happened way way back, and then ultimately she has this weird stupid like time compression thing. It's weird where she would become like God. Uh, anyways, as you do, as you do. I also just watched yesterday. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Pretty funny. I haven't seen Pretty it. Pretty okay. Not great. But still, you know, it's enjoyable. It's not... I, th- I thought it was going to be boring as hell. It was not. It's better than Crystal Skull. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and I also saw Guardians 3. Very, very sad movie, actually. Yeah, it was... Very intense. It was intense. Like, yeah. I gave Hector a stink eye, like, halfway through, because, like, I get empathy pain, man. That shit hurts. Uh, there's a certain scene with Rocket sobbing, crying. Damn. Yeah. Bradley Cooper? Wow. Yeah. Also, I really liked, uh... Uh, Adam Warlock was super funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's his face the guy who plays him uh amazing actor i love him oh that's not nicholas holt that's uh i never remember his name but he's another one of the weird guys. eyebrow dude yeah he's in uh maze runner and uh he's in uh word of the millers yes what's his name though will what? poulter will poulter it's close his last name is close to holt will poulter very very good uh what year are you born 1993. He's, just, he's your age. October? 
January. January. He's older than me. Yeah, he was in Chronicles of Narnia. Look at that. Wow, look at that. Yeah, Will Poulter played that. Yeah, Guardians 3, very good movie. Very funny, very, very good movie. Very emotional. Yeah. Yeah. And that's 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 about it. Who's, whose pick was it next? It's Hector's pick's pick next, and we're doing Don't Worry Darling. Oh, yeah, Don't Worry Darling. Which I, uh, I'm going to have a hard time fixing. Lovely audience, I'm going to tell you now. Uh, I watched a video from, I think it's Amanda the Jedi on YouTube, where she reads out the original script for Don't Worry Darling, the screenplay. Yeah, and it's uh, it's actually good. It's it's really good, and it it fixes the problem from what I have heard of the original plot, or from the, the, the version we are about to see on the screen. The theatrical release? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't, I haven't read the original script, so. so don't do it. You're going to shoot it. yourself in the foot. Okay, I will not. But yeah, uh, that is that. That is what is next. Yeah. Don't worry, darling. I also mentioned last time that I like the poster. I don't know, it just seemed like the, very, the, very really chick- int- the intimate the one. The intimate one. It just very, seemed very chick... Oh, get, I'm not going <laughs> We're not getting into that again. It you avoid seemed, that landmine. It seemed like a, a movie poster that was a movie made that was geared for women. Yes. For like, you know, the young adult romance kind of yeah. women movie. Also, I will say this about Don't Worry Darling. It is very weird because from what we know about the movie, it's bad, right? Yes. Like, Apparently bad. But the director brags that the main lead, Harry Styles, eats out Florence Pugh and it's progressive. But if you watch the movie or if you've read the script like myself, not progressive. Not progressive that he munches on some cupcake yeah he goes for uh he's yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> you'll you'll know what i'm talking about soon enough we're gonna okay. get to that scene and it's gonna be you like, know what would be progressive no i'm saying what what would be progressive if Sorry. he if he tossed some salad <laughs> if he let her toss the salad oh my gosh you know deadpool was more progressive because uh, yeah. I still need to see that movie. He let her he he let her peg him. He said no immediately afterward, but he at least tried. And that's <laughs> the part that counts. Yeah. We learned something new about Ed, lovely um, audience. Maybe. Maybe I cut it out. Maybe I bleep it. We'll see. Mm. <laughs> oh, anyways, that was Dog. We'll see you next time for Don't, Don't Worry, Darling. Jinx. You already bought me a soda. I did. Hey. Well. Oh, right. Our socials. Our socials. Our shameless plug. Is it shameless? It's not shameless. We have an email. Yes. ReshootMoviePodcast at gmail.com. ReshootPodcast. ReshootPodcast at (laughs) movie.com. At what.com? Gmail.com. Gmail.com. Yep. We have a twit. Tur. Not a Twitch. Not a Twitch. Hector's profile is reshoot streams, but he just watches. Yeah. We have a Twitter. Reshoot PO1. Reshoot underscore PO1. Let me double check. Our our Twitter and our Instagram are just so close together. Yeah. Also look at the Instagram real quick. <laughs> at reshoot movie PO1. At reshoot movie PO1. That is our Twitter. Alright. And, and our Instagram uh-huh. is Reshoot PO1. No. Reshoot podcast. With? With? An underscore. An underscore. Reshoot, reshoot underscore, underscore podcast. podcast. That is Instagram. Reshoot underscore podcast. Yes. We have a Mastodon. Reshoot podcast. Because nobody uses Mastodon, so we got on that first. <laughs> Yet. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else do we have? Check out our letterbox. We have three separate letterboxed. You can do reshoot. You can follow Reshoot Hector for his uh, movie opinions. You can follow Ed at Short Person and myself. I don't talk about the movies. Fuck the movies. I just talk about the movie posters. Yeah, the film Ed, posters only, baby. For for reference, Short Person is spelled short, the word, no space, and then P R S N. No vowels. No vowels. It's all one word. Yeah. Yeah. You can and, add. Yeah. Do my hot takes seeming things to me. We have a channel on our Discord. Yep. We should podcast. Yes. Link in the doobly-doo or description. <laughs> yeah. 
we have a special channel that says seeming things to add uh please do nobody's said anything yet yeah it's, it's been pretty quiet yeah. also perhaps you think we say funny things Perhaps you'd like stickers of the funny things we say. We have stickers. We have we stickers. Do have, wait, we have stickers. We do have stickers. We have stickers. You can get our, or my favorite, uh, Linda Lampshade. Or uh, Lampla the, Anderson. Lampla Anderson. Our t- uh, lampshade test dummy. Yeah, our lampshade test dummy. Replace her with any female character in a movie. See if she See if she passes the lampshade test. Or lamp, or whatever. Yeah. You know who passes the test? Who? Jessica from Dune. True. Very, very, uh, a very good character with a lot of agency. Chani in the first one, I don't think she quite passes it, but we'll no, the but Chani in the second, we we got hope. We got hope. And uh, yeah. what's her face at Florence Pugh? Uh oh, God. Princess Imran. Princess Irulan. Irulan, Irulan Carino. Yeah, I'm really excited with how they're going to be playing her character because it seems like she's going to have a lot. Yeah, of she's going to have a huge part of the movie. It seems like which in the books. Uh, oh my we, god, I'm so excited for Dune Part Two. In the books, she's only referenced in the little like pre-chapter blurb. Pre-chapter blurb. It's a lot of like the books that she wrote far in the future. Because it's implied she loves his. Uh, her passion is history. yeah. Her passion is definitely history. Uh, and she only shows up like in in the book in, in the like, story, the like final yeah, three in the final chapter. Yeah, only in the final chapter. Uh, yeah, I'm so excited. If you haven't seen the trailer, the the part, the second trailer for Dune Part Two. Oh my god! I was gonna like wait and just kind of go in blind, but I ended up watching. It. Oh my god! Yeah, we did our plug. We did our plug. We mentioned the next movie. Yep. We nerded on Dune. I think that's everything. That's everything. All right. Well, we will see you next time when we talk about a derogatory but chick flick. Guilty pleasure. Kind of. What's the male equivalent? Why don't I ever call it like a dick flick? Just brainless action movies. I mean, yeah, brainless action flick movies. Yeah. But like, come on. Chick flick, yeah, dick, dick flick. flick. Yeah, we should, yeah, we should, we should start doing that. Next time we watch a, a very action heavy oriented geared towards men. Dick flick. We'll just call it a dick flick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Well. Gender equality gender, solved. Yes. Anyways, I'm Ed. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye.